Quick note, this episode was recorded before the Cyrus Dumas news came out, but still, the idea is just the same. Enjoy the show. The Auburn Tigers have found a ton of success via the transfer portal. How does that impact recruiting high school kids? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Cruton Thursday to all who celebrate as we are joined by Brian Smith, Locked On Recruiting Insider. Brian, it's been a big thing throughout the Auburn fan base and I guess throughout the SEC because it's it's a big deal. This past weekend, Hugh Freeze and the Tigers bring in three more dudes. That puts them at over 20 guys joining the team via the transfer portal since he's been here, which is crazy. Talk about flipping the roster. But you talk to these high school kids all the time that look at all sorts of different things when they're getting ready to make a decision. Sometimes it's playing time, proximity to home, whatever it may be, relationship with coaches. There's a million different things that it could be. But have you heard of anybody kind of talking about the fact of like, well, they're bringing in a bunch of transfer guys. They brought in this dude in my position that's got three years left of eligibility. Like, what does that look like? Is there any way that this could impact Auburn recruiting? Oh, it can, but it's a case-by-case basis. You're talking about players from, you know, like a kid from Phoenix City Central. That's a pretty confident program, usually pretty confident kids, probably not as much. Yeah. With the kid from some podunk school that, you know, the coach doesn't have much advice for him because he doesn't have recruits. I could see him looking at Troy a little more, you know, or something like that. It's just, it's different for each player. And it also depends on the position. Like quarterback's a whole different animal than like running back because you don't rotate the guys. Mm-hmm. So Auburn, I mean, what is it, 21 guys or something like 21. that? Yeah. It, it, I, that's a whole recruiting class in addition to a recruiting class. So literally like half their roster has been flipped. So part of that, I'm guessing some of these kids wanted to see Auburn in spring, watch the spring game. How much am I really going to play? You got to answer it yourself, but it is something that's talked about. And a lot of the high school coaches that I talk to get really ticked off because the coach comes by from school X, whatever one it may be. They want this kid and they're like, well, you just took a guy that still has four years of eligibility that's enrolled this spring. Why would I send my guy there? So it can get touchy. It depends on the situation. Yeah, and certain positions matter more. I think that's that's a good point because one that Auburn's been pretty aggressive with, I guess there's really three positions where they've really stocked up on guys. Lately, it's been wide receiver. In the first portal period, it was offensive lineman and linebacker a little bit in both. But those are all positions where you play multiple guys, especially offensive line and wide receiver. But a lot of these guys have like two years left of eligibility or they could go in theory if they're really good this year that they're draft eligible after the season if they wanted to go and and to me i'm guessing that's part of this coaching staff's pitch of like look i inherited a really rough thing we want you you're one of my guys and you know coaches typically value their dudes right and and so i don't think it's going to play into it too much but i think there's a few guys where they kind of look at it and it's like well why'd you bring in you know, the Burton kid from Ohio State. He was a highly touted dude out of Texas, and he's got four years left of eligibility kind of playing that slot receiver role. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be fun to see. And also, I had a 
I had somebody reach out yesterday and, and kind of ask Brian with some of these bigger receivers that are coming, you know, does, does Hugh freeze just need dudes to kind of prove that he can use big bodied receivers at Auburn? Because there's not many of those guys on the roster when he took it over. Well, you need some balance. Um, obviously when he was at Ole Miss, they had some, some big dudes that made plays for him. So that helped. But if you can get great talent, I think you just got to look at it too. They needed playmakers. I know you're as big an Auburn fan as I've met. Name a spot they needed more help. Maybe there's, you know, maybe D line or something. There's some there's some arguments you can make on a couple of spots, but you got to score now. Look mm-hmm. at the college football playoff games, look at the championship games, etc. If you can't score, you will not win. They needed more help on the outside. So they get some big kids like that. And your point about, well, we still want you just from an overview looking at this. If you're confident in yourself, you can go play at Auburn. That's the other thing. Freeze has to look at this like, I got to get as many players as I can. If somebody doesn't make it, they transfer out. That's on them. I'm going to bring in as much talent as I can because the guy in Tuscaloosa is doing that too. Right. So, I mean, you, you it's an arms race. How mm-hmm. many good players can you get if somebody leaves is what it is. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. And the emphasis in the state certainly seems to be – a big part of that arms race, so we will see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk about a we'll talk about a big guy that's already committed in the state in a little bit. But uh, you're starting to see folks more and more folks. Uh, Brian put out their list of okay, these are going to be my official visits. These are the weekends. <laughs> let's start with uh, let's start with an interesting one. Preston Talmala. He is from Hawaii. Four star guy. He is absolutely massive, but he is expected to be in Auburn on June 16th. That'll be the week after he's in Alabama. But this guy, four-star kid across the board, regardless of which rankings you look at. And it kind of seems like it's pretty open among um, an interesting list of school. Uh, You and I were talking about that off-air. Like Arizona, Oregon, Auburn, and Alabama. I don't even know where to begin with that. Sure. Um, I get why he would do the visits to Alabama and Auburn back to back. So I'm sure he's going to stay in the state. He's not going all the way back out there where he's from. So no, he's probably going to, yeah. no, I, I can't even imagine doing two of those trips in a week. That's horrible. But he's obviously intrigued with the rivalry between these two schools, which I know that I am too. I get it, but he wants to check it out. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I mean, has anybody ever done that to your knowledge? Like, Auburn, Alabama, like from there, even from California, that would, you know, I mean, it's just like, that's crazy. Um, but Auburn needs offensive line help. They need defensive line help. Any big guys. So this is a big battle for them. It would be great if they could get him because they, they need to be able to play power football for you freezes offense to really work in the passing game, play action, RPO. This mm-hmm. is the kind of guy you can do that with. So I, I'm curious to see how he likes <laughs> Alabama compared to where he's from, the, the whole state. It's it's talk about culture change. Yeah, all the interviews that I see about Tamala, and and I hope we're saying his name correctly here, but all all the all the interviews talk about how big relationships are for him, and a lot of people kind of speculating NIL is not a big part of it, but I mean, still you, you got a feeling he's going to be taken care of in any of those schools that he picks. But just curious to see, like, with the relationship aspect of it, how much of it comes into play of like. You know, Coach Thornton is apparently extremely relatable. The offensive line coach at Auburn, offensive line commits or recruits seem to absolutely love him. So we'll see how that plays into it. Does distance play a factor in the time difference and how much you can communicate? I don't know. But also, Walker White 
you were, you talked about him last week, but he's quote tweeting him on his birthday, you know, and so you know Walker's making sure he gets to know him too. He's like, hey, I need you to come protect me and block for me, and so you know, I, I think there's a few different angles as far as relationships go when you look at this kid. Those are very important things nowadays because of the internet and because of your phone having access to it. Mm-hmm. Walker can hit him up on Twitter at any time, right? And it's, I mean, 30 years ago, that, that would have been unheard of. Now kids know each other from across the country and even out to far out is where he is. That's awesome because we get a totally different dynamic. We can follow recruiting just by scrolling Twitter or Instagram. Sure. And Gripper Walker looking out for himself too. Hey, I'd want somebody like that in front of me. Uh, I get it. If they need offensive linemen in this class, they need to start building that position of, of all because no position has to get a mesh more than O-line. It's five guys trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to hit the portal, that's great. But high school linemen would be a good thing for Auburn moving forward. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. He's projected to play interior offensive line. He's 6'3", 300 pounds. So a lot, a lot to like about that. Auburn has also set an official visit for one of their uh, favorite running back targets in this class. We will discuss him in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. They are the most comfortable uh, pants and shorts that you could possibly possibly imagine. They sent us a few pair of them, and I absolutely love them. They got the built-in liners, so you can breathe easy. We all know what we're saying. But they uh, they do a great job as far as providing a lot of comfort, and they're versatile. I mean, you can wear them anywhere. Uh, you can wear them when you're out running errands to the gym. You can sleep in them if you want to. Whatever it may be, Bird Dogs uh, you can uh, you can certainly do it in them. And so they've got a bunch of different styles and different fits on their website. So be sure to check that out. That is at birddogs.com. And uh, birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you check out, be sure to use the promo code locked on college, all one word, locked on college. And they'll throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. I got one with mine. It's very, very cool. So be sure to check it out. Birddogs.com slash locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Brian Smith, our guest today, talking all things Auburn recruiting. All right, let's pivot to another official visitor that's on the way. Daniel Hill which is an interesting name, athlete slash running back. I always am a little intrigued when you see kind of guys classified that way, but he's expected to make an official visit uh, to Auburn a little bit earlier, uh, June 2nd through June 4th. Brian, what stands out when you look at Daniel Hill? Power. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's not a, it's not that difficult. It's uh, don't get caught with forest for the trees. He's, he's put together now. Yeah, that's 220 pounds of muscle, and there's a reason that he has offers across the Southeastern Conference, and quite frankly, could be an early impact player even in the SEC West, where Auburn obviously plays. So, the interesting thing with him, he's from Mississippi. 
Mm-hmm. What state did a certain Auburn head coach used to get? Like, again, this is oh, yeah, not that, uh, that, that Hugh Freeze guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, right. I mean, he's obviously got contacts in the state. Auburn has always recruited Mississippi hard anyway. It's not like sure. it's a newsflash. Mm-hmm. So this is a big visit because he can be your every down, I'm going to beat you up guy that would be great in you Freeze's offense. I, I love his offense because it's really hard to project what they're going to do based on formation. And mm-hmm. this guy makes it extension because he can catch the ball. He could be a blocker. He's one of the few kids that will come in as a running back as a freshman that big enough to handle pass protection. Most running backs as freshmen suck at it. Sure. It's true. So he's an every down dude if you want to do that, but he's such a good athlete. I mean, if you wanted to play him at will or something, you could. I think yeah. I would, I think I'd give him the ball, but that's just me. Yeah. So strength, speed, athleticism, he's total package. Auburn, South Carolina, and a bunch of schools. Uh, let's kind of see how it plays out, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, all, I mean, we talked about it last week, Brian. If you get one of those official visits, you got a chance. You know, you're, you're in the least, game, brother. You're in yeah, the game. You, you at least got to think you're in the top five. So because you only get <laughs> you only get five of them. So um here's why I'm interested in this. And, and Auburn's been interested in in Daniel Hill for a minute, but there's growing smoke around the program that Jamarian Burnett, a running back that's currently committed to Auburn, there's starting to kind of be more and more belief that there will be a mutual parting of ways. That seems to be more and more likely as the weeks go on. I'm curious to see how true that is, Brian. If you've heard of anything on that, let me know. But, you know, with them still going hard after other running backs, the belief is they're going to recruit multiple running backs in this class. But I'm just curious if the recruitment of Daniel Hill and the current commitment of Jamarian Burnett, I wonder if it's tied at all. Kids don't like to mention those things. And I haven't interviewed Hill, so I'm not picking on him. But historically – when a kid is worried about another player, they get very defensive and they don't know how to play it off because they're, you know, they're not mature enough yet. But, you know, I get it. Hill's a dude. Maybe he wants to be the only running back in the class. And then on top of that, there's going to be a, yeah. this guy possibly in it. I would, I would get it. So, but I don't understand why you would want to leave you freeze's offense. Yeah, and I'm biased because I just like I'm not an Auburn fan, but I'm I just love like his offense. For, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You could do a lot of different things with it. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But, it is. I'm running it back. Is. I want to play for Cadillac Williams, and so I'm curious to see like if this does come to fruition. Um, which is is it truly mutual? Is it one side versus the other? I don't know. I don't know because his commitment took a little bit longer than we all thought too, and a few people thought that was kind of odd, but. Yeah, I'm not really sure how this is going to unfold. Because you got to think, Brian, going into it, they're like, we're going to take another running back. We're still going to recruit other running backs. It's not like they dropped that iceberg on his head three weeks after his commitment. He had to have at least some idea. So like you, I'm a little curious if if that smoke is true. Why? Mm -hmm. I'll let you know if I hear, but to to now, I, I, I have not heard anything. So it seems like Alabama's the current favorite for Daniel Hill. Are you kind of hearing, reading, seeing the same thing? Alabama, South Carolina, depending on who you talk to, uh, Alabama, once they zero in on a kid, that's sure. tough. But they just took two elite running backs in the last class. I, at some point, I, and I brought this up with somebody earlier today, I wonder when that's going to make a big impact. I mean, they took two dudes. Does he really want to go? I mean – I wonder what that pass catching ability that he's got. I wonder if they showed him Jameer Gibbs tapes. 
like there's got to be something. I mean, I get the attraction to Alabama. I, I sure. do. Yeah, right. I get it, but do you really want it? I mean, okay, but <laughs> that's you. not the move I would make. Yeah, yeah. But each yeah. to each guy their own. Uh, South Carolina is the other one I'd heard a lot of smoke with. Mm-hmm. He would play earlier there. I think that's. I mean, the comparison between those programs is quite large in terms of the distance between them. Right. But they've got a little momentum, but. Yeah, if he wants to go to Alabama, I'll give him all the credit in the world in terms of his guts because uh, that is not going to be an easy running back room to move up. Yep. All right, so those are our thoughts on Daniel Hill. I went to watch an Auburn 2025 commit this past Friday night, and I will share some thoughts and Brian's thoughts as well in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Brian, I went to Opelika Spring Game to watch Malik Autry, the 2025 defensive line commit. And it is remarkable how much larger he is than everyone as he is wrapping up his sophomore <laughs> year of high school. I mean, unbelievable size. Yeah, I watched his film and I, I when he was standing up before a play and he's kind of next to the kid and I'm like, what are they feeding this kid? You know what I mean? He's six 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 five, something like that. He's yeah. three hundred pounds, and he's not—he's not one of those big sloppy kids either. No, he's pretty lean, like for how big he is. Like he is not—I mean, he's not carrying yeah. a ton of extra weight. You know, a lot of the kids we see, even Auburn or Alabama side over the years. Okay, we got a red shirt in. We got to—you got to change it. No, I mean he's a plug and play in terms of just physicality. I mean, I don't know if he can figure out the playbook and all the sure. intricacies, but you can't—you can't not like the body. And yeah. then watching his film, this is a kid that could two gap. He played some four eye, played two eye, etc. Mm-hmm. He's a kid that could play nose for you if you wanted. He could move laterally. This is the kid that you and I talked about in general. Opelika, Auburn High School, Phoenix City Central. They have to get those kids if they're going to compete with Georgia and Alabama. Good Not point. a newsflash. And getting him is huge. Good this point. is a starting point. Because there's a couple kids at Phoenix City Central in particular. I'm, I'm sure that Auburn fans are familiar with. They have to get those guys. This is a start, and if you get a guy that's this good, especially a D-line, which is always a critical need for every team, that's a great way to go, man. It's big pickup for Freeze and, and, and the Auburn Tigers. When you have a guy like this, and you got to talk about Malik Autry a little bit with a caveat of like he's got two years, two that's seasons right. left of high school football, so like there's a little bit of a caveat here, but if you just took him and you know you put him on the Auburn roster, like he looks more like a, a defensive end than an interior guy, but he's got two years left. I mean, he may get up to 300 by the time he's done, if that's what they want him to do. And that's what he wants to do as a player. But do you, do you kind of see guys in high school that are interior guys ever kind of slowly scoot to the outside of the defensive front? Is that a tendency you typically see, or do you think he'll get big enough where he just stays in the middle? It goes from outside to inside. Once you're inside, you usually don't go back outside. Sure. That's just once you're big, you're big. Yeah. Um, but he's one of the rare guys athletically that he can play some strong side end. Mm-hmm. And then depending on package, circumstance, third and eight, maybe you move him into nose guard because the other team's center is not the biggest dude. Because this is right. a kid that's going to weigh 300 pounds easily, 310, whatever he wants, because he's got the frame. Yeah. He can overpower some guys. They can play games. They can run stunts with him. He'll play both. He's talented enough to do it. And whenever you get versatile D linemen, they're in the 300 pound range. That's Take when you're that. playing with some. Fr- yeah. Look, again, this is not rocket science. My dude is better than yours. Good luck to you. That's right. That's right. So Opelika stunted him 
a ton, which I think is good. Yeah. A lot of times they stunted him out of the play, but it looked like it was a design play call. But despite him being like a foot taller than everybody else, <laughs> his pad level is pretty good. I mean, it's hard to be a big guy and keep your pad level low while you're stunting as, you know, a guy that's got two years left of high school football. So there are some traits and some technique stuff that I think he's doing that's like, I mean, I, I don't think he's just a big body is all I'm saying. Like, I, I think Malik Autry is a dude that's going to be a, a really good football player, hopefully for Auburn when it's all said and done. He could be a top 100 recruit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little harder to tell with linemen because they're still growing into their bodies. Like a corner or slot receiver, it's a little easier, obviously. Sure. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing not to like about him physically in that length, getting your hands up to knock down passes, et cetera. Everything that Auburn got with this package is a big thumbs up. So now they just need more of them. That's simple as it gets. So when a guy commits to a school way early, what's the strategy for keeping him in your mind? Because Auburn's seen this a ton where a guy commits. Really, it feel it feels like whenever Auburn gets a commitment early, they eventually lose them. Sean Shivers is really the only one that I can think of that didn't do that. They like stayed true the whole time. That was like the first to commit and stayed true the whole time. What's the strategy there in your mind, Brian? Well, there there's two things. Number one, you got to communicate with them digitally and you know, phones and all that. But he lives what 20 minutes from Gabus? Sure. Minutes, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not very far. It's about getting him onto the campus as often as possible, making him feel like he's already there. Yeah. Then, I mean, is he probably going to take a visit somewhere? That's two years a long time, brother. That's a long time. You already hit the nail on the head. You got to survive those moments. You can't panic if he visits, I don't know, Tennessee, I don't know, whatever. It is what it is, but he's human. You know, he's, May not even be able to drive a car yet. I, I'm not sure if he's, he's older. Sixteen. Enough. It's funny enough because when he got, never mind. I don't need to tell a story. But yeah, he's sixteen. So, but I, I mean, you and I've been sixteen years old before. Like you change your mind on everything all the time. Like it's just, sure. this is hard. It's going to be interesting to see the the strategy as far as keeping him committed because I I think he's going to be a a pretty sought after prospect. By the I think time he's conservatively going to be a four star guy. Yeah. Yeah, you take that. You take that. Brian, how can people check out all the stuff that you've got going on right now? Whether it is YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram, it's at FBScout underscore Florida. Um, going to be doing a lot of stuff with the previews, with the recruits and all the stuff coming up across the South. And it's a lot of fun, man. This June is the best month of the year for guys like me because that's when all the visits happen. Yep. So it's just just check it out, man. There's going to be information popping left and right, especially like Auburn. This is as important a month as there is. I'm going to mm-hmm. scout some Alabama kids and whatnot too. Let's let's see what happens, man. Let's 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 check it out. Social media is where you can find everything really quick. So FB Scout underscore Florida. Yep, and Brian's going to do several uh, several previews for different various players. Um, last week we posted one with him breaking down cam coleman so if you want to check that out that's on that's just on youtube it's on the youtube page so be sure to check that out you can find all my written work at auburndaily.com and we will see you tomorrow this has been locked on auburn